yeah, she's going to be a doctor to everyone. And I'd be like, no, I'm not. You, that's what mum wants me to be, but I'm not. I'm never going to go study medicine. to part one of the medicine student series. I was going to a joint interview with a first year, Bethan, and a final year, Laura, both of their surnames are McDonald, wouldn't know we're in Edinburgh or in Scotland. And I was going to interview them together, but with COVID restrictions becoming more and more strict, I then had to separate them into two different interviews. So in this episode, I'm going to talk to Bethan about her experience at school. Bethan has just finished school and has started her journey at university in Edinburgh. So she's fresh off the block and has a lot to say. I absolutely love talking to Bethan because she was so brutally honest and raw about her experience at school. Growing up in the countryside in Scotland, quite literally miles away from my experience at school and growing up. So it was great to hear a completely different side. Even at the age of 18, she is full of wise words, way wiser than I ever was at her age. So I hope you guys enjoy it. So Bethan, (laughs) did you like school? Um, I think, to be honest, it's a like multi-layered question. I think I liked school in terms of like I like to learn. Yeah. Like proper like nerdy. Um, like I really liked the academic stuff and um, learning and just like everything I was learning, I was always really interested. Like heavily involved in science and always like, oh, this is fascinating. The people I didn't. I think I never really like got on with them. And they never, I think they never really got me and we were a small school. Yeah. So like... There's quite a lot of contrast and conflicts in that. Yeah. We struggled to... Yeah. And there were only a very few people. Um, and you'd kind of been with them since you were like three and five all through school. And you're just kind of like... Oh. Um, and yeah, we just didn't get on. And by the end, I was just kind of like, no Duff. bother trying to like... <laughs> That's no, that's a good way to be though. But like once you know, I just kind once of you're comfortable th- enough in your own skin yeah, to know those like, aren't your people. I was like, I would just throw myself into learning and one day like be out here. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the day. <laughs> day one of university. Yes. I've literally timed this so well. Really um, so you kind of explained a little bit what you were like at school there. Um, and kind of what the school was like but can you maybe give me a bit more detail about the type of school you went to? Yeah so it was like so come from a very small town um, of like 2,000 people and it was this like just local I think a state school you would call yeah. it just like um, and it had like um, people from that town and then just the surrounding villages really and um, so it was just very small very local school the staff like were very mixed a lot of really brilliant teachers and you kind of got on well with your teachers because there were only like two per department you know so yeah you, like there was teachers I had from S1 to 6 so you like really know the staff well and in that front it was great because you were super friendly with your teachers but then again there just wasn't that many people different, around, different. diversity of yeah just... there was that kind of like that one clique of the popular kids and if you didn't fit into that there was no one else 
really else. No, not a space for you in the school. No. You also described your school as having a variety of pupils. I just want to ask, like, what did you mean by a variety? Like, what were the what was the variety in the school like? Um. Well, so first, the first like big thing is it goes from um age three to eighteen. Okay. So it's a school like the it's an academy is what you okay. call it here. Yeah. So it was like a massive stretch, and you're kind of thrown in a lot with people not your age because it's small. Yeah. A lot of classes, like higher and advanced tires, are just grouped together, um, and you've got a lot of like. For example, I did a lot of drama, and you would be with like S ones while you're in Essex because there's not enough people to join it. In that way, you kind of met a variety of age groups. But there is a. It's weird after saying, "Oh, we had two cliques," but yeah. everyone, there was like a lot of arty people because the place we come from is also a massive divide between quite well-off people yeah who have found their country home yeah and quite like a lot of poverty as yeah. well and um, so there was that divide as well it was just a lot of divides across yeah, the yeah. board um which was and i kind of never felt like fitted in with even that yeah um it sounds yeah. like there's almost maybe there's diversity but there wasn't enough um community in that diversity there yes. was just a load of people from loads of different communities and cultures and um backgrounds but no one to really conducively like to form like a group groups yeah, yeah totally do you think um so going to a small community school do you think that Im- impacted your experience socially uh, having had you gone to a larger school and grown up in maybe in a larger town or city uh do you think your experience would have been different i think I think so. I think you were very much like, I don't know if it was this, like, how small the school was, but it was incredibly cliquey. And I wonder if, like, a bigger school, I would have been able to find my people almost, just having a bigger range of people. Because it was like, there'd be like those two girls in the year that kind of dictated what everyone did. And if you wanted to like hang out with them, then you would do what they liked to do, and you would just so that you could be like popular. But like, I wonder if I had gone to a bigger school, whether there's more people. It's also that everyone knew what you were doing. Mm. So if all of a sudden it was like so stupid, but it become a thing like, oh, if she's not sitting with them at lunchtime, and all of a sudden the whole school is like she's moved from this group to this group, and that's a massive thing. Whereas like. I think I always kind of, not like dreads about, but I idolise the opportunity to just be a bit anonymous and be able to move within your year and find your people without it being a massive thing. Yeah, it's an interesting point to raise though, because I think, I mean, my school was super cliquey, Mm. but then it like, everyone had their own clique. Like, I don't think there was anyone who was like individual in that sense. It's like, you had what you would say the popular group was, but then you'd also have... They they weren't less popular because, but you <laughs> yeah. know what I say. But then they were called the C crowd and hilarious. Mm-hmm. That I'm bringing this up with that what they're called and we were, anyway we were named something awful, and but they were what you would have described as maybe the geekier group and like, you know not as cool or whatever mm-hmm. that meant. But they had their own clique in their own sense. They also had their own identity in that and like they had a massive group of them like mm-hmm. just as big as our group. But it was just a case of. 
Yeah. Everyone had found their own group, but then that's because there was this is a six form, so there's mm-hmm. two hundred people in the year. Mm-hmm. So then that's two hundred people to form their own communities yeah. within yeah. that. That's a lot more people. Whereas I feel like there maybe not have been. We fell people. between two extremes. Yeah. You had that like popular group, and then you had the like they were all very happy in their friendship group, but like I wouldn't have fitted in. I just like their definition of fun was not my definition of fun. But then also sitting in a field and drinking was, was not my definition, definition of fun. fun. So it kind of left me in the middle, and there weren't that many people that were just, just sat in the middle. In the middle, yeah. No, that's really hard. And do you think you'd maybe describe your experience as a little claustrophobic? Yeah, I I just remember like hating it and just being like, well, what do you do when you have like nowhere nowhere to go, yeah. and nowhere to like, and it just felt like a bit relentless after a while. You're like, I've just got so many years left. So obviously, you were super keen in your studies. Mm-hmm. Um, and you really liked learning and just mm-hmm. engaging with the content of your teaching and everything like that. Um, and from that, you were quite, you described your um, school experience quite grade focused. Yeah. Do you think that was something that you portrayed on yourself? So I think while I was in it, I would say, no, I just really like to study. I really like, that's what I like to do. Looking back, and especially over lockdown, having the time to like really reflect over it, I think probably subconsciously it was kind of like well, I don't fit in with these people so what I can do is be the smart kid yeah and be known to be and then because then you have people like oh can you help me and stuff and I think that kind of like it was the pressure to be that kid that was really smart and at least I had that going for me and everyone mm. knew me because of that and mm. um, if nothing else and I could kind of people needed help all of some people needed something for me because people like would like to borrow my notes and like ask for my help yeah, with yeah. work and stuff um, it gave you a purpose in that yes and and an identity as well totally and it was also like I found I so some of it literally stemmed from where I'd rather spend my lunch times like in the teacher's classroom helping getting like a tutorial than like in the common room or the canteen with a bunch of people my own age that I'd didn't really really know how to like navigate I think yeah Yeah. and I kind of like along with I can fit that in as that being my identity in school and everyone will know me as the smart kid and that's fine because that's something I can achieve was that pressure placed on you academically by the school I there's definitely a great focus in our school yeah and so we do well Mm -hmm. in like our surrounding area and but it is it's the type of school that we will the head teacher will set us down at the start of the year, everyone that's taken exams, and talk us through the stats and talk us. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like you never wanted to sit in that assembly. It was horrific. And he would talk us like where we were sitting. And that is since, like, because I've been in the school since they like changed the head teacher. I think I was in like S1 or 2, and our old head teacher left and he came in. And he's really like, he was just very grade focused. And I've heard stories of kids older than me and especially kids like from like the poverty and stuff and they were just told well it's probably best you just find a route out of school now what do you what impact do you think that assembly had on the whole school like were people walking out of that encouraged and motivated 
What what impact do you think the guy was trying to have? Like, I think he was trying to push us to be better. And I, well, genuinely, I think because our results were often higher, I think he was trying to be like, look what you've done, well done. But he wasn't a great communicator. And it often came across as, well, you need to do, like, this year you need to um, match up to what the year before you've got and everything, and I will be watching kind of thing. I think the kids that did fine would kind of come out of it eye-rolling, like, oh, do you know what? That's just him being him. But I can imagine for the kids that actually school didn't fit them very well and learning was quite hard, that it was quite a lot to just be like, oh, well, where do I fit in all of this? Like, do you actually care about my learning or is it just me? Exactly. It It leaves no room for the bottom or, like, for those people who are struggling academically, whether it's also personally and economically or whatever their situation is it leaves no room for them to like prosper and grow because it's no. like you're at the bottom you're tailing off the end yeah you're really bringing us down yeah yeah, yeah. it's like pick up the pace or you know get lost yeah that's so yeah it's, i mean it's really interesting i've never i think a lot of schools obviously do have those conversations and then there are those reputations mm-hmm. um but in a small community school I've never heard that to be so I think he was trying to make a reputation for us and trying to push us to be that school because he knew you could get there but there is a line of like and there's a way of doing it there's a way of doing it (laughs) and yeah definitely and you said you liked you liked learning and you liked your teachers and there was a good um, relationship between you and your teachers were there other people was that a general consensus Senses throughout school that everyone because it was a smaller community school that everyone kind of did build those relationships and knew their teachers quite well or do you think yeah. that was just I think I probably got on with teachers a bit better than other people just because I was spending so much time with them yeah. um, but it generally was everyone kind of had their teacher yeah, if yeah. that makes sense that you kind of we had guidance teachers but you all had your teacher that actually yeah, yeah. was your guidance teacher because you just got on with them really well yeah. and you'd spend a lot of time in their classroom and teachers were just more relaxed I think because it was a community school like kids would just go and sit in random classes and um, and do their work just at the teacher's desk while they were teaching another class just because the teachers were more available to be relaxed because there's less kids and in that way it was great um, that kids felt that they could have that relationship with teachers I think yeah. really helped in a way for some people's learning absolutely yeah. yeah so you mentioned you didn't feel like you fitted in yeah. in what way do you think you didn't fit in so you kind of already spoken about this but if yeah. you could expand um, I, don't know. I never quite pinned it down because it was the type of people that were all really quite nice if I was chatting to them on their own but together I was like I'm not with you I wasn't a big drinker like yeah. at all yeah. um so that was a big thing coming from a Christian like um household that was everyone knew that and I was the only one in my year so everyone kind of immediately was it's like watching you yeah. um constantly and kind of like mm, do I want to hang out with you because you're not gonna come and like get drunk in a field with me on a weekend um so I think that was a big thing and yeah I wasn't that interested in guys and what they thought of me or trying to impress them and that's kind of all the girls did was 
get dressed up on a weekend, go to somebody's house, get drunk, and then or failed, <laughs> we have plenty of time, and then like get with a new guy, and then that would be the drama for the week, and then yeah. that kind of spurred their the whole cycle existence. Of the next, yeah, you know, um, and none of that You're I interested was in. interested in. So they kind of, it just like we didn't have anything in common to talk about. Yeah, do you think those interests were? Um, fueled by your faith and your reputation being a Christian I think, in the school? I think so. I think I was always aware that, like, growing up in a Christian household, that that it never... Obviously, like, I was taught that that was never something I did, like, drinking a lot. I, my parents didn't drink that much, but also, like, I made the decision that I was like, it's not for me and it's not my way of honouring God. Like, I can't honour God through that. Um, and I'm really committed to my faith and I made a commitment so and I think people probably saw that in a way and I don't know whether they were I don't know probably more unknowing though yeah rather than no, like totally. judgmental it's more just unconscious a case of like, like yeah unconscious of like I don't know what to talk to her about because I don't know what she does and all I know is she she likes God yeah <laughs> but much. I, I know she goes to I church don't know, I don't know like, anything what, about church it, or God yeah and I think it was what does she like do for fun and like all the normal stuff yeah. <laughs> like anyone else I was like yeah, yeah plenty of stuff you know like, just have a good time what do you but... do for fun when you're not drinking <laughs> yeah literally um, that's great and thanks for sharing that I think it's just definitely it's an important part of everyone's growing up experience yeah. but it's definitely interesting to hear your take on that especially as I didn't know you were the only Christian in your year did you, do yeah. you think that again like you said just a bit hard because you did feel like eyes were maybe on you because you were the only one yeah we I did have one other until like fourth year and then he left and it was interesting I did have some great discussions with people through school about it but I think people generally were kind of I don't know just a bit wary of it yeah and I think a lot of it is unconsciously, I'm scared she's going to say how I'm living is wrong. Yeah, yeah. And, like, look down on me, which obviously, like, I don't. But I think there's an unconscious, like, fear because they don't know. Understand. Understand or know it. Yeah. Right, which is a shame because given five minutes, you could explain. Oh, but. yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've now left school. Mm big old uh entered the big old wide world of university um how did you end up using choosing using <laughs> how did you end up choosing edinburgh university to go to yeah so it was always like obviously it's a big university with a great name so it's always kind of everyone when they're younger is like oh that's great because you don't really know anywhere else and um, i did a like i applied to in Scotland so they were all Scottish unis and everything and in the end it I kept putting off the decision because I don't really like making decisions and I was like well I have these offers and like maybe I'd like to go to Dundee or Glasgow or wherever um whereas my parents and my family were always like no you'll end you'll end up in Edinburgh and I was like no I won't <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll prove yeah. you all wrong and um, I can do this on my own kind of thing and I don't then, need to follow you yeah and both the, like both my older brothers went to Edinburgh so I was like I refuse to follow the family <laughs> tradition and I was like I did the exact same thing I was like I'm not going to Bristol or Nottingham I, I was refuse like, how dare you even suggest that I'll end up in Edinburgh and then like it was and then I went round the cities and 
because all the medical schools are actually good in Scotland, there's not much defining them in that way. And, I, and then I came to Edinburgh and like, do you know what? I just like really feel at home here. <laughs> and I was like, and it's so pretty. And, like, and then in the end, yeah, I was just like, that's where I'm going to feel more com- most comfortable. And like, I know my way around it. And as somebody coming from such a small place, I'm not very good at like navigation and just like <laughs> being like a responsible on my own. I was like, at least I know I'll be safe there and like yeah. I'll enjoy it and I'll know my way around. So yeah, that's how I ended up here. Exactly. Every I mean, it's coming. a great choice. You've made a, I think you've made the best choice, <laughs> absolutely. And, and what are you studying, Beth? Medicine. Medicine. Yeah. Was medicine something you always wanted to do? Uh, this is another um, time when everyone knew I was going to do it apart from me. Um, <laughs> so like, obviously, it was a, I used to like, we used to have a playroom and my sister would um, play teachers and she's now a nursery teacher and I would have like a little doctor's clinic. Um, so it's kind of like when I was young, I was like, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a doctor. And then I kind of entered like teenage years and I was kind of like, mm, I don't, everyone says I'm going to be a doctor. Do I really want to? Like, that's yeah. all I've ever said. And I went through like probably most of secondary school being like, hmm. My mum would be like, yeah, she's going to be a doctor to everyone. And I'd be like, no, I'm not. You, that's what mum wants me to be, but I'm not. I'm never going to go study medicine. And then, again, like, as I was starting to apply to uni and over the summer before, like, UCAS, I was like, well, do you know what? There never has actually been anything else because I have, like, explored other things. I have to listen to my family and they're all going, you would, like be a good doctor and I, you would enjoy it. Yeah. And I was, like, a massive nerd about science and I like the responsibility of people like needing my help yeah and taking that like stepping in as like the leadership and taking control of the situation and I like caring for people that's a very interview answer um, and yeah. like that came out of all my medical school interviews <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah and it just came down to it and I was like you know what they've been saying it for years and I never thought I'd end up here but I'll apply to medical school. <laughs> and here she is. And ultimately, do you think um, your faith played a part in making your decision? Like you said, there was an influence mm-hmm. of definitely your siblings and mm-hmm. your family. Um, but do you think you relied on your faith ultimately to make the decision? I think, I think it definitely plays an impact in the fact that I know I can honour God in what I'm doing. Um, and I know I can make a difference in that way for him. Also, another thing is I've always been interested in like the possibility of like mission, going abroad, and it's a job that I can take with me anywhere, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, anywhere that my faith may take me, I know that I'll have a profession to go with it. Yeah. Um, so on that basis. But yeah, I think it did definitely play our role in like the decision making. And does it feel right? Do you feel happy? I mean we're one day into lectures for sure. <laughs> Did you do your lectures today? Well kind of yeah. <laughs> well we didn't find them after the site crashing and then I hadn't clicked the right button but like we're getting there. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. You're miles ahead, you're miles ahead. And um, my other question is what were the other, you kind of mentioned there that you had some other possibilities <laughs> or other things you kind of thought about doing. Um, I know that you have one foot in the arts, kind mm-hmm. of. So did you ever kind of explore that and delve into that or did your academics kind of take over? 
No, so that was a big thing for me last year because I was like, there was many times I sat in my dad's office, like downstairs and being like, but dad, I just love drama so much. And like, how can I have this like desire to go and do something with it and just not? I love it. I love like dance and stuff. And that all plays into the drama aspect. Um, and I love performing. Like, it's just like, I'm at home when I'm performing. There was two extremes to me like that kind of science nerd that would do medicine from the day she was born and that like crazy arty girl that just loved to like make and direct plays and star in plays and you know um and part of me was like do I want to do go into theatre directing drama teaching like something to do with that and it was definitely a big pull and eventually it came down to me and like my dad was a massive influencer just pointing me in my faith and just saying well obviously like it's not easy necessarily to express your faith in medicine but maybe more so than drama and there's more of a clear pathway um through medicine with faith than through drama because it's like can be dicey at times yeah um and then i was all like yeah but we need Maybe I was just making an argument representation. for I was like, we need representation in like spaces that there isn't. And eventually I, it was more that I was like, well, I'll go down the medicine route. I know it's something I love. I'll be involved in drama uh, um, uni, but I think that I will end up doing medicine. But I think it will always be like definitely a major hobby of mine. And whether like I continue on past uni, who knows? But I mean, it's never going to go anywhere. It's a lot exactly. harder to carry on medicine having yeah, not a medical kind of, degree. Well, said, yeah, without a medical degree, it gets a bit trickier to like, oh, I've got to start in six years. But um, no, that was kind of my rationale about it all. It sounds like a wise decision. What has your experience been like starting university in a COVID world? I mean, it's completely unprecedented times. You're the only mm-hmm. person only generation to ever experience it that's weird (laughs) making history um i think it's been a little lonely in terms of like i never thought moving out was that big a deal i kind of was like oh bye parents um see ya see ya (laughs) maybe be back at christmas who knows um i was like enjoy life with only one child left because I was like well I've got uni coming I've got uni freshers I'm and I was like and the whole way through school my dad would go but you'll get to uni and you'll meet all these people and you're gonna love it so much and you've got uni coming people don't keep their school friends and then you kind of come with all this expectation and it's that like meeting expectation thing and then Covid obviously happened and like obviously you don't meet like the people that will be friends for life at freshers but it was like meeting nobody yeah and nothing on. not even the opportunity to practice or experiment no nothing um like there were a few like zoom things but also like meeting people over zoom is horrific yeah like, yeah and so there's something about the social interaction of meeting someone in person like yeah i'm fine with zooming as long as i've seen them in person once i can place them and you can, i can understand their social cues mm-hmm. i can understand their you body can language read them better i can read than... them and then i see them on i see them on zoom and then i'm like cool i understand your intonation i understand yeah. i can like interject mm. without that it's so difficult to build a relationship 
Yeah. I'm obviously, and it's just, I feel for you. And then, like, as we came, the rules were made to six people, two oh, houses. Gosh, and yeah. that means that you can literally, because everyone's over holes and all in different holes, yeah. so not two households, you can be like, I can meet with one person. And that's so intense. Because yeah. you have to pick, like, a stranger and be like, we'll go meet. And then you could be sitting there and you're like, we have nothing in common mm. and this is horrific. Um, I mean, you'd hope if you do the same degree or something. You hope there's something <laughs> there. But yeah. yeah, it is. And it's where to draw the line because there are some people that just don't care about the restrictions and they're out there and um, and everyone seems to be having a great time that does that. And you're like, um, like, are they having a great time? Should I be doing that? And it's sort of confusing. And then the like reality of, oh, your whole course is actually all going to be online. And then it... I think at points in Freshers Week, I was kind of like, oh, is this what uni is going to be like for the rest of the time? But yeah. I think as we move on as the world, hopefully, yeah. it will, like, when as we get into, like, tutorial groups on Zoom and stuff, you actually get into it. But it felt very weird coming here and then be yeah. like, oh, there's nothing actually to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is weird. But, I mean, you've got six long years ahead of you. Right? I've got plenty got of plenty. time to live that uni life. Yeah, exactly. You've got lots of time to make up for it. So, I mean, that's one positive and definitely the hope in the future that this is only going to last for another year or yeah, two. And that it is very much a new normal, but yeah. not forever. And, yeah, and if anything, the friends you'll make from that from this experience will be yeah. stronger and more defined than yeah, someone think... you meet on the street or like mm. you know it's much more intentional friendship it's I've more found. intentional yeah absolutely and you probably find that specific interests are more important because actually yes. there's not a lot going on so you're yeah. going to really have to build conversation based on like what you're studying mm-hmm. at the moment and like what your hobbies are what and you're you actually get to in. know people much quicker i think because the conversation yeah. quickly becomes quite like intentional to getting to know each other yeah of course yeah it's not like oh i've got 50 other friends waiting as well (laughs) like it's like no we've i've put time and effort into you into meeting you yeah Yeah, absolutely and um i know they stopped allowing people to defer but did you ever consider it um so there was a brief time that i did um because I was kind of like, oh, maybe I don't want to go in COVID. But then I I just was like, actually, there's no point. Yeah. Because six years. If it was a four-year course, maybe I would have been different. But I was like, I'm here for six. I might as well get one year out of the way. You know, like, there's no point adding, like, another year on to that. <laughs> um, and I've got plenty of time, as we said. But yeah, You'll be sick of this place after that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, but that's great. I'm glad that you did decide to come because I think it's one of those things it's such a hard decision because you're kind of frustrated and angry because it's not I mean you don't have you maybe weren't aren't (laughs) but I think I would have been very frustrated and angry that it's not the experience I expected it to be but then I think there is something in that that nobody's university's experience like is this like amazing mm. euphoric so like it reaches all expectations mm-hmm. like my my expectations of university was i'd watched i've seen my brother and sister on facebook mm. and like they had mm-hmm. a wild time like the mates great time anyone who knows sarah newbury knows she has a good time <laughs> um and i thought you know they they've had this amazing especially by the time i joined university mm. my brother had just graduated so I went to university and be like, this is me, like, yeah. amazing, yeah, yeah, great, great. 
And I literally didn't go out freshers. I think I went out freshers once. I didn't meet anyone really new, or mm-hmm. I had met people, no one I really liked or got mm-hmm. on with, or I kind of felt everyone didn't like me because I felt really odd. And I didn't want to be there. And I remember just the whole first year, first semester, I just like felt really uncomfortable. And I was like, just couldn't find my feet. And yeah. I went home and brother was like, how are you, how are you finding it? Like, he sat me down. <laughs> and uh, we don't usually have like really intense conversations. And I remember him turning to me and being like, you know, Hannah, like, it wasn't the best you know that's what I every felt. moment of every four years there wasn't the best yeah Hannah. like there are down times and it's not like the most amazing experience like there are hard times mm-hmm. he was like yeah i found it hard at first and i was like you but did you- <laughs> so coming and yeah. like meeting so i've met a lot of like older medics just through yeah. like they do a lot of like mentoring in medicine yeah it's um and i've been like oh but i haven't met anyone and every older student has said just what you've said they're like freshers is a bit of a lie they're like everyone kind of feeds into this that it's going to be the best time of your life and they're like yeah we had some great times but also there are some times that you're like I've not met anyone that like you know and it will take you it's lonely it's isolating you've moved away from everything you know like no one gives that credit and like yeah it's a scam but the relationship you build now can be way more like exactly intuitive oh yeah I think that's a positive would be put into them absolutely spoken about your experience at school how you kind of struggled to fit in focused on your academics and mm-hmm. um really built yourself to be put pressure on yourself to be this smart mm-hmm. and intelligent girl you are and from that went on to go to university and be a medical student mm-hmm. and in that have started in a pan- middle of a pandemic that hasn't been all that you expected and there's been struggles and challenges in that based on all these experiences can you name one positive thing you've learned yeah i think i've learned a lot about myself and like how i am and that actually it's okay to be not the most liked kid and you not everyone needs to like you that's such a big thing i've learned that actually i don't like everyone so why am I expecting everyone to like me because that's unrealistic and I was so obsessed with that um, for a while and probably still a little am but like it isn't a big thing it's a huge life life lesson to learn because I think no one gives it credit enough that you like you said you don't like everyone I make judgments about people and I'm like oh I really don't get on with you I really don't want to hang out with you so why am I expecting everyone to be like oh my goodness I would love to hang out with Bethan do you know what I mean yeah Um, yeah just that I can only be me my dad used to say that all through the school and I'd be like shut up what are you you even talking about because like Bethan you can only do you and I was like well I am doing me but I was still like trying to like put on this person for the people mould into someone else but actually no you can only be who you are and just reach your limits and then push them when you can but you know you can only be you absolutely great advice yeah. <laughs> is it Stephen? yeah Stephen, Stephen McDonald same <laughs> with the great advice <laughs> and um, kind of based on that but what advice would you give someone who's maybe not feeling like they do fit in school? just I think take time to do things that you enjoy you know like 
don't feel the pressure to like do what other people are doing because I spent time doing the things people wanted to do and then I started doing things I really enjoyed like I only joined Perth Youth Theatre in the last two one year left of school and that's where you find people that are like you and that you'll get on with so find take time to find what you really love to do because that's where you'll find the people that you really love and get on with is probably my biggest piece of advice (laughs) (laughs) and finally based on everything you've spoken about reflecting on your experiences Mm. more specifically what advice would you give back and give yourself now Calm down, just like <laughs> calm down, <laughs> calm down, <laughs> because you are going at a hundred miles an hour, and um, like I look back at myself and I'm like, come on, Beth, and like you really just were like a bit too try hard. <laughs> there was a time I was doing like six hires, and it was because I was like desperate to improve like prove myself to the people around me but and it was just because I was self-conscious about what people were thinking of me and I was like well at least I can control what they're thinking about this but now the effect the now I've seen the effects that had um, and the effects on my mental health and what I actually felt about myself was I'm like just calm down like you didn't need everyone to like you and you didn't need everyone to think you're the smartest in the room just and also, I was working so hard, I didn't actually have time to enjoy the work I was doing and the stuff I was learning, which is what I really enjoyed about school. And maybe, like, I would have enjoyed more if, like, yeah. I wasn't like, oh, I've got so many subjects to study for and yeah. and worried about what I was getting, like, in tests and stuff. And just so, yeah. enjoy being a kid a bit as well. Yeah. Just teenage <laughs> Just, like, life. just hanging out and just, like, enjoying... Because I, I definitely, like, stormed through my like teenage I mean I'm only 18 but like kind of (laughs) (laughs) she's lived a life guys (laughs) I'm like old um but like that kind of like school I just stormed through it because I was so focused on like grades and everything so just like stop being such like a type a nerd yeah because (laughs) I think it's such good advice though like I think it's so right to think um a lot of a lot of people and a lot of people in school kind of wish away their school years because they're, yes. they're looking to the future and looking I to university did. and like your dad rightly said don't worry wait until you get to university yeah. you'll find your people yeah. there that's so true there's also a case of just like you know just focus on yourself and mm-hmm. develop as a child and yeah. as a young person and just relish in these moments of being not responsible and just be a kid about it I didn't need to put on the work like why was I doing that and you definitely didn't need to prove yourself but again you've totally explained yourself and where those emotions Mm. came from so thank you for sharing those you're very welcome (laughs) (laughs) I've really enjoyed this chat though you've been been a a great um, hostess well you fed me so come and and chat anytime (laughs) for free food free food (laughs) free food equals one chat (laughs) here's your token thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed listening to bethan's experience as much as i did i think bethan raises some really important points about trying to fit in with people and how important it is to know yourself and just enjoy doing what you like doing and not worrying about what other people think 
I think we can all agree that we can all do more to stop trying to fit in with everyone else because that is just boring. <laughs> um, in the next episode, you will hear from Laura, a final year medicine student, about her experience in school and university. Until next time, please rate, review and subscribe. Bye-bye! <laughs>